Hey everyone, and welcome to Cup of Three, a podcast covering reality shows on love and relationships. My name is Mabel, aka May May. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Agu and Ashley. This season, we are all about Married at First Sight, season 10. Today, we're talking about episodes 7 and 8. Let's get to it. couple that's not even living together yet (laughs) so zach and mindy we're still uh on the lack and attraction train and this has been i mean the whole conversation during the honeymoon about how he just doesn't feel that thing he can't define it it's just not there and uh, they're they're having a hard time so she's living in the apartment he doesn't feel comfortable living there yet like they're kind of hanging out kind of not so, yeah, what do you, what do we think about them? Like her her friends are getting like real upset about this. They're getting mm-hmm. very protective. He's not really talking openly about what's going on. They've had these meetings with Pastor Cal. Like, what's happening here? <laughs> oh boy, what is happening with them? Yeah, man, where where to start? There's so much. <laughs> There's mm-hmm. so much with that. One thing, you know, I've not always been team Zach this whole time. But one thing I I wanted to know is that it sounds like he is genuinely trying to maybe kind of get his gears going, whatever that is, not doing the right way. But he is at least, like we were talking about in last podcast, he is at least recognizing where his feelings are and trying to do something about it. Mm -hmm. He's addressing the situation he wants to. But at the end of the day, he really does recognize that he needs a reset and clearly no one is giving him that. He maybe didn't want to after recognizing situation or maybe he's not the, the guy that's fit for jumping from zero to a hundred, which is this experiment. He's recognizing that maybe somebody else I could have jumped from zero to a hundred, but not Mindy. And that's mismatch right now that we're seeing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, whew. Uh, okay. <laughs> I have a lot of feelings on this couple. Uh, I still think they're going to stay together, which I'm the only one in America at this point, but I'm fine. I'm sticking with it. <laughs> um, but first, uh, so he, uh, they have a conversation with Pastor Cal, um, which I found very interesting. Uh, he, Pastor Cal makes a lot of great points about, hey, just it's going to take time. You got, you have to at least try and makes a lot of good points. Um, he also slightly frustrated me, pastor Kyle, I think you're the best. You're awesome. But you've got this thing about, he is so tough on the guys. And I think that's true. I think part of it is he's viewing it as you're the, the man of the relationship you need to be the leader. You need to be willing to make the hard. Like I, I think he comes from it at, from that perspective, but maybe I'm still salty about his conversation he had with uh, Keith, um, with Keith and Iris. I just, but him 
essentially telling Zach to man up, basically to to paraphrase, that's not the right conversation to have there. Like, yes, Zach is doing a awful job communicating and he's talking in circles and he's over explaining. And like, at the end of the day, all he needs to say is, Hey, I'm not, I don't feel attracted to her. And this is a new thing for me to be in a relationship with a person. I don't find physically attractive. What can I do? I need help. That's all he needs to say. And that should be the process. Instead, we're talking about, I want to make sure you're here for the right reason. Like it just, I get it. He is a conventionally attractive person. That doesn't mean that he's in this for the wrong reason. And I've seen some interesting comments of people um, like, I get it. Never read comments on the internet sometimes. <laughs> but like I've seen some comments like, ah, oh, Zach is gay. Or, what reason would he not find her attractive? Or like, just because you don't find someone attractive doesn't mean that you're gay. Like if he's gay, he would say he's gay. We can just take his word for that. You know, like I just, if I find that so frustrating and um, weirdly, the only person who seems to be understanding it is Mindy, which is amazing. Like her friends are. Yeah. Like pastor Cal is kind of not so sure. And the only person who's still being patient, who's still hanging in there is her. And I am really impressed by her. I, yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I think she's being extremely mature and like, she's obviously frustrated, but she's still, no matter how many awkward and terrible conversations they have, she's still showing up. She's still trying to do the work. I think the thing that you're talking about with pastor Cal and his like kind of approach with their, his counseling with them is I, I felt this too when he was talking to just Zach where I'm curious how that conversation would have gone if like um, Dr. Viviana or like um, Dr. Pepper had like spoke with him because like they seem to have a little bit more experience in like, uh, like trained counseling, like as an actual therapist and like as someone who's been in therapy for a while, like I know that uh, a trained professional in that way, like the whole idea is to have someone sit, you know, in you with a room sit in a room with you and say literally anything to you. And like, you're not supposed to react at all. Mm -hmm. Like you are a neutral party that's helping them find their next step. And they're really the ones uncovering the next step. You're just kind of like shining some light. (laughs) So like meeting him the way that pastor Cal was meeting him with such judgment and making all these faces. And he took his glasses off every two seconds. He's doing the whole like wiping the nose thing. Like I was like, you're, you're, you're not setting yourself up to really help him. You're actually alienating him. So like whether or not Zach is being an asshole, whether or not he's approaching this the right way, what he's communicating in his own way is that, yeah, I need this help. What do I do? And you're coming at him like, how dare you have this problem? The thing's already happened. Accepting that and saying, okay, where are we right now? And what's a step that we could do all together in the next direction (laughs) and Mm -hmm. try to fix this? And like, that's a way more productive way to start that conversation because like now it's going to take extra vulnerability from Zach to be like, this is actually how I really feel. Like that's not encouraging him to open up at all. (laughs) No, no. And like Pastor Cal is my favorite expert. Yeah. 
Like, I, I don't want to come across like I'm attacking him or anything like that. Like, he's the best. He's really awesome. But I just, I think it's one of those things that subtly he he tends to be a little bit more harsh. Because even in, we're going to address that pretty soon, the Brandon and Taylor, um, like during the episode, he kind of mentioned, oh, before Pastor Cow uh, tried to attack me. Like, you could tell that Brandon felt attacked by Pastor Cow. Zach seems to be doing an awful job explaining and he's overthinking it like the whole i need to miss her to like what? no like i get <laughs> i get how frustrating it is hearing that but yeah to essentially say it, sometimes it feels like he's he's like oh i'm gonna tell him how it is like that's not that's not what it's like the tough love approach. And the yeah. thing is that, so this could be because his religion, you know, focus, Pastor Kyle has a specific view on how men are supposed to act in a relationship. He clearly has more of an opinion on men than he does women because in his mind, you know, need to let the woman be who she is. And But he's like, but the men need to be this way. So it's like feeling almost entitled to push this onto these people that he is talking to. And specifically in Zach's case, that does not match up with him. Um, Zach and him clearly have very different approaches in this. And I do want to say though, Mindy, I applaud her for not only being like, listen, he may not be attracted to me now, but I'm going to still toughen this out. I'm going to still give her my all in this relationship. I want to still see what these eight weeks leads because I want to give her my all. I applaud her for that one. Also two, you can tell she's getting fed up and she is starting to put her foot down and she's like, whether it be, hey, I invited him after um, the get-together with friends, or I'm also being stern to his face. She is being more, this is what I want. This is who I am. I'm going to act according to that, no matter who likes it. So I'm definitely liking this side of Mindy that I'm seeing come out in this experiment because she's being faced with all these difficulties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And like, that's hard. That's hard to be in a relationship with a person who doesn't find you physically attractive. Like that's hard. Like I know we talked about that last episode or last podcast, but mm-hmm. like it takes a lot of patience and I don't know if I personally would be able to do it. So like more power to her. And I'm so happy that um, she's, she has that strength and her friends on the other hand. Whew. Oh my gosh. Mm, mm, before we start railing on her friends i i have a theory that like obviously with the whole attraction thing she seems to be secure in her appearance and her identity and herself which is fucking awesome to see in like other women like that's hmm, go ladies Mm -hmm. go um Mm -hmm. but my my theory of like why that might be with her is that like her profession being like a figure skating coach, like that is something where you have to be very in tune with your body, paying attention. And like, she knows what her body is physically capable of because she uses it to do crazy shit on the ice, like (laughs) can do all the time. And I think there's a certain level of quiet confidence that comes with that, where it's just like, that is such a cool skill to have and have it be something where it's just like, mind and body have to be united. Otherwise you're going to (laughs) trip, you know? And so I think I, my guess is that, um, and I hope she talks about this sometime, why she was drawn to figure skating and like how she thinks about her career and everything. Because I think that's kind of one of the sources of that, like really deep rooted confidence in herself. It's just so refreshing to see that. And so awesome. 
Yeah. And like, she's amazing. Like she's amazing with people. I don't yeah. think there's a single person on the show who hasn't basically fallen in love with her. Pastor Cal kind of summed it up when he said, just because he doesn't find you attractive, doesn't mean that you're not an attractive person. Like she, and I think she gets that, you know, deep down inside, which is, which is great and super important. Great observation. Yeah. But her friends. No, no, you guys go first because I'm just going to rant on this and uh, like, I know it, I know it. So I'm just going to put the uh, ball in your court first. Me, I definitely think Shani is a true friend looking out for her, says, you know, Mindy is this person who needs, you know, support. And I'm genuinely targeting because she was targeting, targeting Zach for reasons to support Mindy, basically. However, Mallory is really starting to get my nerves. It sounds like she's playing towards the camera, just really enjoying to be on TV. She's kind of playing it up for the crew. And hey, the crew is loving it. This is TV drama. (laughs) 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 But good stuff. Especially when your friend is going to be hostile as soon as your partner walks through the door. Like, please, for like, be in some regards cordial with this person. You might not like them, but at the end of the day, guess what? You're not their partner. So you can just walk away. If you really had, if you really felt that strongly about him walking into the apartment, you could have just left. Mm-hmm. But instead to not get up to, you know, Hey, be on your phone when friends are around. Sure. You need to check messages, but to physically be uncomfortable with him being in the room. And so you're going to lean away and be totally engulfed in your phone and not even in the conversation. You really need to start being a little more respectful just to people around, even we don't like them. So I, I was very frustrated with her, but mm-hmm. I, was it was kind of interesting to see the almost juxtaposition of they just finished ranting about him but as soon as he walks to the door mindy's like i put that behind me i'm happy he's here let's move forward and her friends are like no mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and i think it's hard that's a hard pivot and like i think she probably should have been like hey so zach's gonna come over later but <laughs> like the way that was set up was kind of shitty but yeah. i will say yeah I will say that I was very proud of Mindy again for how she started setting that boundary with her friends where like when he was there and he's sitting down and they're Mm -hmm. all just like making all these faces and like they start, you know, with the, all the questionnaires, she, she kind of put her foot down and was like, look, we're just hanging out. Like he's just here. And she spoke up with the other couples. We've seen some, some things happen when we have the whole like hanging out with the friends thing happening they just get real quiet, you know, like all their friends are speaking for them and they're just kind of like in the corner, like, that's what I wanted to say, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> like they can say what I was thinking this whole time. Um, and so I appreciated Mindy's instinct seems to be to preserve, like, this is me and Zach. I'm going to have my time with my friends. I'm going to talk and be honest when it's me and Zach, like you respect this, like we're, we're still together, even though it's unconventional at this stage. Mm-hmm. which I thought it was interesting though. So I wanted to bring this up also with Brandon and Taylor, but noticing that Mindy stepped in when her friends were kind of jumping on Zach. Mm -hmm. Taylor did not say a peep Mm -mm. when her friends started jumping on Brandon. However, um, me and Marquise were watching this together and asked him his thoughts. If, and this was what he said, if, if you already talked badly to me about your friends, I want to be able to defend myself. And I wanted to be able to be like, listen, 
this is my chance to speak my voice now because clearly you've already spoken for me in this, you know, when I wasn't even around part. So I don't know. I, I saw that as, hey, I applaud you. Like this was not a space for Zach to be attacked. This was not what you were talking about. This is not why you invited him over. This is not interrogation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I also, though, was just, I wasn't sure. What are your thoughts around that? You know, friends are kind of yeah. getting it all out there. Yeah, for sure. I I guess to start, I'll say, I think they're coming from a great, like they mean the best. Um, they're, they're not doing this <laughs> in a hurtful way. Like right. they're looking out for her. They'd only be this fired up if they cared. Yes, yes. And it sounds like she's had difficult relationships in the past. And then I get they're, they are hesitant and they want to make sure she doesn't fall into that situation again. Um, I think Shani might be doing that. I would say Mallory is just attacking Zach. Yeah. But like, to be fair to Mal, <laughs> so I'm being fair because I, I'm being fair now. I'm getting that out the way now. <laughs> so, so we're going to ramp up as this goes on. <laughs> okay, I, I, I get like, I, I find this frustrating, but I know part of it is just, it's frustrating because I would handle it a different way. Not that it's right or wrong. So, I, I get, you know, she's going off of just the story she's heard from Mindy. And <laughs> let's be honest, the stories don't sound that great. So I get why you would feel this person doesn't deserve to be with your mm-hmm. friend, confidant, what whatnot. But I always, every time I see this, I the first thing that goes to my mind is, all right, so if this couple stays together, what are you going like anytime you go to hang out with them, it's going to be awkward because <laughs> Zach knows exactly. that you have this stupid nickname for him. And like, he knows that you guys don't like him. And I'm assuming he probably doesn't like them either. I wonder like, what is, it's like, what's the end game here? If you want to help your person, you let her know, which she did. And that's it. Like you don't now need to go and interrogate him and fight him. And like the amount of eye rolling she did in the, uh, what was that episode? Both. She did a lot, but in episode seven in particular, when it was just them together after some, it seemed like they were like just hanging out after a long day and they're just drinking wine together. Like the amount of eye rolling I saw from her, I thought she was having, it was, it was just a lot. It looked like the Holy ghost hit her. Like it was just a lot of eye rolling going on there. It's so frustrating because it's not your relationship. Yeah. You wouldn't deal with that. Okay. That's fine. But this ain't you like, this isn't your situation. And mm-hmm. to kind of go from away from them to just personally, like I know there's been so many times where I don't feel like a person in, a friend is dating the person that they should. It's not, I'll, if it's really bad, I'll say something, but it's not up to me to try to play goalie and defend them. Like they need to go and make their decisions, date who they want, live their life. Like I'm a friend, I'm here to be there and support and no matter what. But if you really think about it, if you're this concerned and this worried it's either a, you think that your friend isn't smart enough to realize that they're in a bad relationship or B you think this person is like the second reincarnation of the devil or something. And it's just, Oh, it's so frustrating. I see this as like just an exercise in how our judgments we think are so true. 
And yeah. we follow those and it's like the whole confirmation bias thing where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, if I believe that all men are jerks, I'm going to act around men in a defensive way. And then they're probably going to be jerks to me because I'm being a jerk. And then I then have evidence that see they're jerks. But like my first belief about them <laughs> is what actually changed my behavior, which then got me the result that I already thought was going to happen. So like, I think that's what's playing out here. where like, her friends are getting the, this idea early on that like this dude is in it for the wrong reasons. He's on shaky ground already. He's not here. Be a good partner to her in any way. And so they act accordingly. And then it just keeps perpetuating the problem. And it's like this self-fulfilled prophecy, which I feel like I use that every time we talk about yeah. like <laughs> all these different couples where it's like, I ironically, our worst fears are the things that uh, we have so much power over to to actually come true and like the more we focus on them the more we think about them like we manifest that right up into our lives and like we don't need that shit right yeah that's so true yeah like ultimately she wants mindy to be happy for sure if that's if that's your goal this could be a great relationship just let it play out like it that's the frustrating thing to me like they are fighting tooth and nail and they're, they're having like mini interventions uh, with Mindy about this. And it's just, it's just unfair. And Zach is doing a great job, at least from what we're seeing. That was me. I would want to debate the crap out of her. I'm like, all right, you want to do this? You want to debate? Like we can talk about this. All right. I need your relationship history. Since you're the expert all of a sudden, like, let, let, let's go through, let's do this. Let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. And I know that's not the right way of approaching it, but it's just, it's very difficult to see. The only thing I want to add though, is that I think his true emotions came out. His true feelings came out when he let the word friendship slip in using them. I really value this friendship. I was like, clearly now you have defined what you are with Mindy. Mm -hmm. And that is a friend. And to me, I heard you are already checked out of this. And it is not going to be more than a friendship. At least, you know, eight weeks is a day. Definitely not going to change before that point. Mm-hmm. That's something that really was a red flag to me. That if you were just conversing, saying your thoughts, and it just slipped, you didn't get a chance to filter that out. Clearly, you're already thinking about this and be like, mm, we're just friends. Yeah, yeah. And I guess I don't understand why... Like they, they set them all up with two bedroom apartments. Like, I don't understand why it'd be that big of a deal for him to live with her, but them not stay in the same room. Like, like it's, he, he definitely struggles with communication. And I think he's over filtering himself so much because like, like he's kind of trying to hide that, that like, Oh, I just see you as a friend. And like, there's something I really think there's something about her, something specific that he can't get past and he can't name it because he knows he'll get shit for it. And I don't know what that is, but it doesn't feel like, I mean, he, he hasn't really seemed like he's been super honest this whole time, but like, I think there's something that is in his mind. Like this is the one thing I cannot get past about her. Like maybe she reminds him of an ex or like something would be weird to talk about. I don't know. I just think if they relax a little bit, like just live in the same place so that you are around each other a little bit more, like you don't have to do anything, just literally be around each other, try to chill. Like, I think that would help so much. And it's 
like with his communication being so unclear and so like convoluted in circles and all this stuff, then you need to follow up all that confusing stuff with like actions. So, okay. He's not really saying anything clear, but like, what is he actually doing? They're, they're meeting up and hanging out sometimes. Like he's, he came over and made all these comments about like bringing the wine. So that he has a reason to come back or something like that. Like kind of an awkward attempt at like, I'm trying there's little things, but it doesn't feel like enough. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I don't get why this is so painfully slow. <laughs> yeah. Fair. I, fair. I, I don't know if it's just we're not seeing it, but you, you kind of mentioned this when we were watching. I just feel like they need to go out on dates. Like they just need to go hiking together, go to a, uh, a winery, go to a, yeah. a bar, go well, to a dive bar. They just need to hang out more in a non-pressure situation. That's it. Like, that's all they need. And um, I don't know if that's what he's trying to say because it's – I think it's what it is. I think he's trying to say yeah. Because if you, you hear him talk about, I just need my space, he talks about a reset. He is totally okay with those, even though he used the word friendship. He is totally okay with those, you know, let's just take small, low-risk situations to get to know each other. It sounds like he'd be totally on board with that. He just needs everyone else to stop telling him to do it their way because he wants a little bit of space, reset, time to think and regroup. And now let's go start to date her, even though it's different circumstances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But final thoughts. Where do you mm-hmm. think these couples are going to, these two are going to end up? Who do you want to start? Yeah, I, I'm still staying on my Zach and Mindy are going to make it island. Um <laughs> I, I'm the only person, um, but I, I think honestly, just Mindy is so great and is doing such a great job of being patient as he goes through this process. And I think when they do finally get to the point that he's able to show affection, that he's able to, I think it's going to be amazing for them relationship wise. And it's going to, it shouldn't feel this way, but it's going to feel like they worked towards it and that's going to help them too. So I still I, I still see them um, uh, making it, but we are definitely going to get a lot more episodes of the Friends talking about. She's going to get a spinoff show. It's <laughs> just going to happen. Her eyes at different shit. <laughs> we might be on the other couples too. <laughs> she becomes yeah. one of the experts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm gonna hold steady with my no for them. I I agree that Mindy is the saving grace of this partnership, but I Zach is the one that has to come around. He's got to start spending time with her. He's got to start taking some small risks and again, let just live in the same place, have different bedrooms, no pressure. It's just if in in your mind, if it helps to consider her a roommate for now, do it. But you got to be around and you got to try. So I'm I'm a no. Yeah, I'm still a no for them. I just don't see that changing. He doesn't even, you know, we've seen other couples be similarly, like, you know, one is more committed than the other. One is more accepting of the other person's kind of rudeness. And one person doesn't really like the other person. We've seen all of these situations play out on other couples and work out. But at the end of the day, you still see some sort of commitment and steps forward. And I'm not really seeing that right now. Yeah, yeah. Talking next about Katie and Derek. This is a very interesting couple. <laughs> Marquise and I watched this episode, watched this together, and 
Sorry to hop in. When is he going to start hopping in on these? Uh, <laughs> because clearly he's watching the content. So. He, he on and off watches it if, if okay. I'm around. Okay. If I'm here in North Carolina or something. Um, anyways, so we talked a lot about them. Katie and Derek, the thing that is standing out to me is that it seems like they would rather just be dating. But it's like Katie is saying... I have my options open. I have this ex that I could go back 20 times. I'm still not over that person. You haven't really proven yourself to me. That to me is laying out the legs, like just dating. You're not committed to any one person. If you're just kind of like, should I buy, you know, go to, should I go to food line or should I go to Harris Teeter? Like, how about, you know, you kind of get your membership. Like, <laughs> you're married, bro. Um, so me, to me, keeping options open, that is dating. That is not marriage. However, for him, he is very frustrating in the fact that he wants to keep saying, I've never been in love. I've never been in a situation. I've never been serious. Oh, but, you know, I'm also not really going to try. I know it's not going to happen in eight weeks. And I'm just expecting that it'll just happen. I'm just going to wake up one day and be in love. Like, what? What do you think love is? Is like, you just, you know, found your missing coin in the couch? Like, that's <laughs> what? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> oh, love is I found it. No, dude, no, please work at this. And and then just like you can see, it's kind of like starting to bleed into other aspects of this relationship. For example, she keeps wanting to say, "I want to leave some to the mystery." Okay, if you want to, you know, leave some to the mystery. How about some of the mystery about literally any other category? If you, he's a dude, let him talk about his poop if he wants to. <laughs> No, okay. no, 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 no. I'm going to no, disagree with you on that one. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with her. I don't know. I'm with conversation. <laughs> I, I'm just like, listen, like there are just bigger things that you could be. Yeah. Whether or not you want to be with the person. You know, from the very beginning, Ashley, you said that he was immature and that we're going to see this play out. I think we're starting to see that now because clearly he's starting to divert back to this little teenage boy self of him. Yeah. And this maturity we saw in the beginning six episodes is now starting to hit back to reality and his mental state may, may still be as a 15 year old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I, oh, I was, I'd kept just yelling at the TV during both of these episodes. <laughs> like he's so immature, like, and his idea, like his whole thing, his whole storyline is about, I've never been in love. And well, you know, maybe uh, he, he literally told her, um, and she said this to her mom that like, he doesn't think he could fall in love until like six months to a year. Like, look, if you've never been in love before, how the fuck do you know it's going to take that long? Like, <laughs> this is new to you. What are you doing? Like, and literally Pastor Cal said to his face, like, look, you grow in love. You don't fall in love. It's not a passive thing. Love is a verb. Love is choosing to care for your partner in all of the small ways that like don't seem that big of a deal in the moment, but all those things add up. It's thinking of you and your partner as a team. It's, you know, not putting yourself first. It's how you speak to them. It's how you try to get to know their family. Like all of that stuff is building love. It is a thing that is totally in your control. And so it's, it's just something that you keep committing to on a micro level every single day. Like it's the same way we talk about building good habits and it's not this mystical thing that, people act like it is. And that frustrates me so much because he's literally being told that to his face and he still turns around and is just like, I don't know, I want like that tingly feeling and I want, you know, the butterflies. And it's like, he's getting 
it's like he's getting the idea of what love is like from media, from TV and movies. And a lot of that's fantasy and that's storytelling, you know? To me, he is just extremely naive. And we have seen mature Derek come out and I am here for him. I think that's the man he's growing into. But like he, that, that mature Derek needs to step in right now and start just being like, no, this is my wife. I'm committed to her. I don't need to have some specific timeline for what I'm going to be in love. Like I will just, when it's, when it's time, we'll know. That's it. Yeah. I, these past two episodes, it's weird. Everyone has like this weird hill that they're willing to die right. over for, <laughs> for no reason. Like with uh, Zach and Mindy, Zach is like, I will not move in. There's an extra bedroom. It's not that big of a deal. Like, I don't understand why this is such a hard problem. And then with uh, Derek, it's, yeah, it's it's funny in the, these two episodes, Pastor Cal told him, "Hey, this is something that you have to learn. This is something that you do on a daily basis, similar to what you said, and it's not going. You're not going to fall into it." His father told him the same conversation. Doesn't hear it. His fr- his friends when they were over there, they essentially said the same thing. Like everyone is telling him this. But before I get into that, we got to talk about his uh, his gun and oh. uh, cash. <laughs> George, like that was hilarious. <laughs> I was that like, was absolutely hilarious. What was your reaction? I was just like, first of all, if you are going to point an unloaded gun at someone, first of all, you're stupid. Like, like, why do you even have that as your form of protection in your bedroom? Because let's say there is an intruder. Let's say that this intruder is, you know, feeling the nerve to attack you. And then let's say that you pull a gun on them and they have one too. What are you going to do then? You're, Pistol whip them. Are you st- like you are only asking for the person attacking you to one up you, basically? Like if you're in a fight, like you're not, you know, bringing out this. You're you're pointing a gun at someone, and they don't know it's loaded or not. But what they do see is a gun in their face. And so, how do you expect someone to react? Because if this is really an intruder that you're trying to stop in your bedroom, they already got to. Like I'm a firm believer that guns don't kill people. People kill people, and if you're going to do that, like everyone has a lot of different opinions on, on, you know, carrying weapons, concealing, having concealed permits, all these different things. And clearly you have had no training with a weapon. You do not have, you know, a permit that you've talked about. You, you are not in the military to have had this training to know how to handle a weapon. Yeah, no. So like, you're definitely like gun safety is a big deal. Right. And people, like you said, if you're going to have a gun, be responsible, be trained, know what you're doing. I got to say, like, it is clever, the whole fake gun idea. Though, it looked like, because- it was, can we just hold on a second? Because they showed it for like a second, but it looked like it was like a piece of wood that was carved roughly in the shape of a gun. But, uh, but I, don't, looked, I only it looked a little bit a second, more, but it, it looked like off. <laughs> yeah. You know, where like, yeah. I, it, he, he didn't really talk about it a lot, but I was so interested in like what his logic was for having that and also with all the loose cash in there i was like who do you think you are might as well have monopoly money in there like the way you're looking at it It looked like something in pablo escobar's drawer like pablo escobar would have like a gun and a bunch of cash in there to protect him so (laughs) um but yeah yeah you're totally right though it it is a bit childish to kind of go back to the the theme of uh, him Uh, but like, I mean, that's why people have security cameras that are fake and they had the little sign to say, we have security here. I think the idea is to like 
scare a person away. So, to, like, I think that's what he was going for, yeah. but I just... Oh, he definitely was, and that gun was completely yeah. fake. It's just... Yeah. If you're going... So, talking about, you know, um, going in people's drawers, be prepared to what you find. If you point even a fake gun at someone, yeah. be prepared that they are going to jump into fight-or-flight mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is not what you want to happen. You clearly... If, if you have the fake gun, you clearly don't intend to kill someone, mm-hmm. but... Put yourself in the situation of a cop that sees something, and yes, it's fake, but sees a threat. Let's now see a random person see a threat to their face. What are they going to do? If you actually want to protect yourself, then have a bat in your house. That's that's fairly common sometimes. Um, have it by the door. You know, have a taser. There's, there's, you know, you can be trained, and even just like a self defense class. You don't even yeah. need a, a taekwondo black belt, but you are really not setting yourself up for a very safe interaction if ever you feel the need that you need to pull out a gun right now. Right, right. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'll say, like, I, I grew up in a family that hunts and fishes. So since I was a kid, like, we had guns in our house and, like, that's something that was just always a thing. And my dad was, um, and it always still is, <laughs> a big proponent for, like, safety is the number one thing that we are... Uh, we always knew how to check if a gun was loaded. We always knew where the safety was and how that worked. Uh, you understand that like as, as fun as all those activities can be when you're hunting and fishing and everything that, you know, about enjoying the outdoors, it always comes down to, it is a serious thing that you need to always be mindful. There's no joking around. This is not a playful activity. And like we took hunter safety courses so that we could like get our licenses to actually hunt and he had us in the basement. Like we were, we were walking around with a, a unloaded BB gun. It, we would simulate like we were walking in the woods to like go to our hunting blind or whatever. And like we were holding a weapon. And so he'd walk in front of us and then like alongside of us. And we had to like move, make sure that we were like always holding the gun in a way where if it did somehow mm-hmm. accidentally go off, that it's not going to hurt someone. Mm-hmm. And like that's the level of seriousness you need to have exactly. when when you're talking about having weapons around. It is not something if you're getting a gun out of fear for like the environment that you're in. I'm very privileged in that I've never had to worry about that, so I don't know what that feels like. And that's maybe not a choice that I would make, but like there's a lot of extra considerations there where it's like you have to make sure you are trained to your point. You have to make sure you understand how to use that thing. It's like a that has to be a serious thing. Like you don't have play guns in your house and not have that conversation. And it have, it's just, it's literally life or death. Mm-hmm. And this is not a blue, you know, bright blue Nerf gun that it has lying around. This is, yeah, yeah. A this big is a, gun you are intending to intimidate someone with. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like you make a good point of like, isn't it, if you're pointing a gun at someone, you have to be prepared to, pull the trigger and and like you said if there was a person breaking into the house um and they saw he had a gun there like you said they'd be in fight or flight mode hey i didn't think we were going to go into this uh me neither this conversation (laughs) yeah i want to know what listeners feel about this because this is just a big topic yeah 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 and like i there's so much like gun laws and safety and rights that's a big thing in the u.s we are 
we love our guns in the US. So, but I I think with him in particular, like he's he does cybersecurity, right? So I think his thought process is most of the time if your house is being broken into don't quote me on this, but I think most of the time it's people who are just uh, unarmed, just trying to see if they could find something very quickly to take and run away with. So, you know, if you're dealing with an unarmed person and they're desperately looking through your house and you pull a gun, I think his thought process is they're going to see that and say, oh my goodness, and leave. While if you don't have a gun, maybe they'd try to come up to you to fight. Maybe that's his thought process. So, like I, I get why he did that. I get his thought process. Um, I mean, you're right though. Like if you're go- if you feel that concerned, it might be better to just have a real gun. But I don't know. Or a security oh. system, or fifty other things. Like the only good thing that yeah. is that it's not a real gun is that there is not a concern. So let's say he wakes up in the middle of the night. Let's say ten years down the road, him and Katie are together, and Katie is having a late night, and she comes home at midnight, but he forgets that she was supposed to be out and thinks that, you know, she's at home and wait, I just heard a door freaks out, pull the trigger ends up being, you know, her on the corner. Like, yeah, no, like uh, that's the only (laughs) positive thing that could come out of the gun action not being loaded is that if, if he were to react and pull the trigger, nothing's going to happen because it's a fake gun. Yeah. 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 And then there's like crazy stats about people not putting the gun in a safe place and kids finding it Mm -hmm. and all types of horror stories. So, um, uh, I know if you're coming to list, if you're listening to us, you're probably not coming for our opinions on gun rights. So <laughs> I will, I will, uh, have to listen now. <laughs> I will, I will moonwalk out of this conversation. Yeah. But at the end of the day, hey, I still like we're dealing with married couples and everything comes up in a relationship. It can be your, oh, for sure. Reasons, your, your views on gun rights, your, you know, all, all the things will come up. So all the big stuff. Yeah. To bring it back to him, though, he isn't Pablo Escobar. He did not rob a bank. That we know of. That we know of. That's probably a real small uh, stash from the... It was like a few 20s. Well, (laughs) actually, if you rob a bank, I think they don't keep that much, like, cash, cash in the registers. They kind of prepare... They go for the gold bars in the safe. (laughs) I've seen Ocean's Eleven. I know how this works. Let's have this. (laughs) But um, get your opinions. So something that stood out to me was her comment about giving it up too quickly. Yeah. I thought it came from, you know, she just is kind of fed up with him and she's just going to now list any possible reason to not, you know, be feeling it. But what are your thoughts? From what we know from her history, it sounds like she, before being in the show, she had a person that she was dating that she felt very strongly about. She, Sounds like she said, I, you know, I love you. The person replied, he didn't feel that way. Um, and that was very hard on her. And then when she applies to the show, he comes back. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we know that this is a very big deal for her. And Ashley kind of, I'm sure you're going to say this again, but like that self-fulfilling prophecy. I think she is so concerned that she's going to be in that situation again where she feels strongly about Derek this time and he doesn't love her back. Like, I think that's the thing that's really, like that's the root of the problem for them is he's a bit idealistic. Let's go with that when it comes to love. And, um, you know, like, I feel like if this was a situation where she didn't have 
come from that, she would hear this and maybe think, oh, he's just, oh, that's just one of his things. Like the way he talks about going to take a shit every 10 seconds, which gotta go drop off. Keep the mystery. I'm with her. I'm with her. Keep the mystery. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I'm sorry. I just, um, so that being said, that whole giving it up too soon thing. I think that's why she's saying that really is she's kind of worried. Maybe he's less likely to fall in love because it wasn't more of a chase and all that type of stuff where I personally don't think like if they're going to make it, they're going to make it. If they're not, they're not. I don't know if that is going to be the leading cause of their uh, relationship to fail. I think she's starting to see a little bit of his, I'm just going to say immaturity because I don't give a fuck. (laughs) 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 Immaturity coming out. Yeah. We, like we saw her kind of like going from a, a, a boil to a simmer, like at the end of the honeymoon when she was like, look, I need my space a little bit. Like I'm going to shower alone if that's okay with you. Um, and I think now that they're coming into the real world, she gets to see his place where he has roommates and, you know, she made some comments about that. Like, I hope he's ready to like kind of move into this new phase of adulthood where you're kind of living with a partner. And like, she kind of has made these like really quick nods to the fact that like he is kind of, it just kind of maybe at a different like stage than her in some ways. And I think that's starting to kind of sit with her and she doesn't love it. And so then I think her idea of him is now including all this new information. And she's like, if I would have known this before, I probably would have pumped the brakes a little bit on, you know, the intimacy or whatever else it was. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't think that's that big of a deal. It's like, you're going to learn new stuff about your partner all the time. If you wait till you know them completely until you take a risk, then you're never going to have a relationship. But to build off of that, I wanted to ask a follow-up question. Do you think they're talking about this? Because from the cameras, from what I'm seeing, it sounds like she has no hold back when she's talking about this with her friends and her family. I want more mystery and all these different things. But Pastor Cow had to like, pull a little bit out of her and I'm wondering if she's that expressive and direct to be like Derek this is what I need from you so that I want this more because right now I'm struggling like I'm yeah not having that open communication I think that's exactly it that she doesn't feel as comfortable being that direct with him and like that can be really hard and really scary to be like because what she's what you, what you worry about in that moment is like, if I put it out on the table that like, Hey, this is what I need. If my person says no, then what do we do? You know, if I'm vague, if I hint around it, if I like kind of make it okay, I'll just deal with it. Then I don't have to address it and we don't have to ever discuss it. But like, if that's a big deal, then you got to be firm on it. You got to communicate that. Otherwise, like, what are we doing here? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Weirdly, I think she might be out of all the different people on the show i think she's probably the most expressive and will let you know how she feels on a situation um and which i was i I feel like i say this every time but i was really surprised by that i wasn't expecting her she is a strong person she is strong um give her a lot of kudos for that i think he's being a bit idealistic she's also i think being a bit idealistic like I know I, I mentioned this before and I'm, I'm definitely going to take the credit for seeing this before, but I knew that this was going to come back up again with the whole mm-hmm. 
previous relationship thing. Like I knew it. And when they were talking with Pastor Cow, I think she did a great job of saying like, Hey, I'm not connect. Uh, like I'm not seeing that person. I don't even follow them on social media. So she did all the right things. She said all the right things, but I do think Derek also thinks she has a backup plan. You know, like I think mm-hmm. deep down inside, he might think that, and that's, that's, that's tough. Um, that's a tough situation to be in. So I guess to ask a hypothetical question, if you were in this situation as Derek, like, would you be willing to look past that and continue to give your all in the relationship? Or would you be concerned that it could affect you going forward? Yeah, I think if I were Derek, I mean, I would be concerned too, since it happened like just before the wedding (laughs) that she was still having these feelings and doubts. And she admitted that she's still processing some of those feelings, even though she's still in this situation with Derek and is trying to build it. I think for him, it's going to take a lot of um, self-confidence and just kind of trying to keep it cool. Because if the more they focus on that, the bigger of a problem it's going to be. It has to be like, okay, this is a thing you're working through. I get it. That that doesn't have anything to do with us. So we're going to keep doing what we're going to do and get to know each other and grow this. Like if all they do is talk about how are you over your ex yet? <laughs> like, <laughs> mm-hmm. well, That's something that I found interesting too. If I were Derek, the way I saw it was that you're not fully in this you may have stopped communicating. You may have, you know, stopped following them online. But if I don't have your full mental commitment, part of you is, is not committed to this, even if you're not practicing any of that. And so I would, if I were him, be like, okay, yeah, I may have said all this crappy stuff to your face. I don't, I'm not going to love you after eight weeks. I don't think love can exist after before six months. All these different things I don't think is going to work out in these you know, experiment days. I don't know if that, which one is, I think I see that as a chicken and egg situation. Like, you know, I, because, and and I would love your opinion on that. Do you think that from, you know, Katie's perspective, she is giving her all, or do you think she's not fully in this because she's still playing with her ex? I think she's still, I don't think she's fully in this. Um, but to be fair, they're what, 10 days in or something like that. So uh, they're 15 days in. I, I, a lot of times when I watch this, I tend to put them in the, if you were dating for 15 days type of situation. And I know they're married, so I know it's technically, it is different, not technically different, but you know, I, when we were dating early, I was, I still had other people like you, I I don't know if. You know, so like I don't know. Like, if, I'm a player if, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just kidding. Yeah. Like not meaning, like not in a mean way or anything like yeah. that. It's just uh, that early in, you you're still getting to know each mm-hmm. other. Um, so I think it's natural for her to still have feelings and um, thoughts on her ex. Mm-hmm. And I know the, the the thing that a lot of people say is like, you have to be completely over your ex and all this type of stuff, which I understand that. And I get why people say that, but um, I think, you know, we kind of say this a lot, but it's, it's a choice to be in love. Like you're going to have to work on this every day. So 
um, like even if that person didn't have an ex, they could try to go and find new people. Like it's, like, they, it's uh, I think she just needs to fully accept the fact that she has already made the choice. She got married to Derek. So whether she likes it or not, like the fact is that she is married to him. They're living together. They've made this commitment to at least go through this eight weeks and give it a shot. If she keeps going back and forth between like, if she even allows her, her line of thinking to go between is my ex better or is Derek better and keep some sort of running tally, you're going to sabotage what's actually happening right now. I don't know if she can necessarily control how long it's going to take her to process all the stuff that happened with her ex and like trying to let that go. But the more that she focuses on that, the more energy she's feeding to that. And that energy isn't going into her current relationship. It's stuck in the past. It's with that person. And we don't even know if that was, I mean, according to her mom, like that dude was a piece of shit anyways. He shouldn't have been with her. Like, what, like we don't, we don't know if that guy was any good anyways, but it's just like, she needs to accept that and just be like, what's happening literally right now. I'm sitting on a couch next to my husband and we're trying to build a relationship. Do I want to do that? Yeah. So let's, let's focus on that and not just talk about how I made this big decision to, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, like not skip this whole process because I, I have this thing going with another person. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with you. Um, the argument that I think that um, to give her the benefit of the doubt was that for her, he's already checked out. He's not even trying. And so, and and reality of the matter is that she entered this situation thinking that she was completely done with her ex and then realized later it wasn't. So maybe she's trying to play best of both worlds right now. Hey, this is the cards I was dealt. I'm going to do the best I can. Mm -hmm. But I think you're absolutely right. Like, how about you decide about your relationship now with the relationship about this person? Not, you know, oh, but there's like other, you know, there's this other person. There's always other choices. Exactly. exactly. It's an active choice to choose someone every single day. So yeses and noes. I've been saying no on them pretty consistently and I am sticking with that. I, uh, I think they are like Katie's mom, which I I wanted to kind of throw this in some point, but their conversation was pretty interesting where she was like, Hey, I've been out there. No one's better. (laughs) There's no one better. I was like, Wow. We are going heavy with uh, the critique. And uh, her response was pretty, uh, very harsh as well. Like, I'm, I, I have a very great relationship with my parents and I'm able to talk to them openly. But I don't know if I would ever go that hard and be like, uh, I think you don't know what you're doing, was essentially what she was saying. Yeah, <laughs> so, that was rough. Woo! <laughs> that was hard. Um, but yeah, so no. Overall, <laughs> so overall, in conclusion, no. <laughs> in conclusion, hell no. Nah. So here, here's my thing. I think that they will actually, like when it comes to decision day, I think they will say yes and continue with this. But I'm worried about like the longer term implications mm-hmm. on their relationship that once they don't have the support of like the experts in like this whole process is kind of the framework. I think they're going to run into trouble. So um, I'm going to say yes, just based on like, will they last to decision day? but I'm not convinced fully. Okay. That's a good point because I think for Katie, she's looking for him to make the moves, you know, it clearly in the beginning of the honeymoon, she was head over heels for him and didn't even mention, you know, mm-hmm. random person over there. 
<laughs> because he was definitely given all the effort he could possibly give to this relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think as soon as he let that go, she was like, mm, you know, and so now that's what she needs. So I think my answer for now is no, until he steps up to the plate in her eyes and she can kind of check back in to this relationship. So you're switching because you were yes all the way. I know. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. I feel like I soured the the water here. You guys were all about them. They might work out, hopefully. No, Fingers crossed. we also have seen how immature Derek is. And now the reality is starting to come out that, you know, he had his, his run for a while there. Mm-hmm. He knows sometimes how to act his age. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes. Okay. Which, like, okay, he's, like, I feel like a lot of people aren't, ready for a long-term relationship at that point at that age to play devil's advocate um all right do we i'm just saying we're between episodes or couples right now does anybody want to break let's do a five-minute break okay now some commercials from our sponsors <laughs> <Hello Fresh. laughs> about uh jessica and austin um overall so these last two episodes have been really eventful. Uh, sadly, I feel like the the drama, maybe not sadly, it's a good thing. We're not getting a lot of drama from Jessica and Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are a few really interesting things that uh, I noticed. And I know we have to uh, talk about that. But first, I wanted to start with um, them going through each other's place, kind of packing up and getting ready to move in together. Uh, I think it was very funny. Um, I think it sounds like Austin was nervous about having a messy place and it didn't look that bad to me. It looked okay. I thought it was fine. Um, And then Jessica had a lot of packing to do, which was uh, interesting. So to (laughs) (laughs) kind of throw it to you, uh, how do you feel about the, I guess the snooping around. Did I did I steal your question? It's fine. Okay. Uh, so, how do you feel about snooping around uh, a partner's place? And do you think she overpacked? It's <laughs> <laughs> like you can always go back. I don't know why she felt like she was in everything. They're moving across the country. <laughs> I understand. Like it can be frustrating if you're traveling with someone and they pack a bunch of extra shit, and you're like all right, now we got to carry this around and all that stuff. But like for them living together right now and I don't know, transitioning into this whole thing, I don't see the harm. Like what's the big problem? Like you have to carry a few extra boxes and like it's going to be in your shared place together. Like the whole idea is that you're going to be living together from now on. See, all your stuff is going to get merged eventually. (laughs) So I just, I don't know when people are like, really weird about that. I'm like, who cares? <laughs> you have the room. It's not hurting anything. Like she wants to look cute. Like let her bring her extra shoes. I don't care. She wanted that watermelon. <laughs> and the watermelon. Like, why wouldn't you bring that? It's delicious. I just, oh, for sure. I just t- could definitely notice that she just is not one of those people that can handle not planning. There's a lot yeah. of negatives in there, but <laughs> she cannot is- handle not planning. Got it. <laughs> She was like stressed of not having a plan and was like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to then think I'm going to need that. And I want that. And I'll just grab that because who knows, just in case. And if, you know, Austin's going to be the kind of person to be like, let's just take it in a stride. 
he needs to recognize that and be like, listen, babe, we don't need 72 pairs of shoes for 28 days. <laughs> so how about let's talk about it and see where we can. And that's where, you know, hey, partnership. So work together. Yeah. Also, she could go back. Like, it's in the same city. Like, I, like, I. Yeah. But again, what is the harm that their closet's a little more full? Like it, mm-hmm. it wasn't like it was going to take up the entire spare bedroom or something, which even then, who cares? <laughs> like uh, they're building, like they're so new to each other. Like they're building a mm-hmm. relationship mm-hmm. from scratch right now. So like, for me, like that's not a fight worth having at mm-hmm. all. <laughs> like, which to that point, like Austin did take it pretty well. He's just like, you know what? I'm like, yeah. He put his foot down with a watermelon, which I don't know. And why. she still took it. She still took it. So I don't know what foot he put in that. She back in there. I was like, look, the watermelon's something you can enjoy too. Like, you're not going to enjoy her flats. He was like, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, she's going to do whatever she wants. But with the snooping thing, I was a little confused. So I will say, because they've never lived with a partner, or it seemed like they were super new to all this, I felt like that was a maybe teenage moment where she's like oh i'm, I'm gonna look through his drawers she said it was a dr pepper moment but i'm like girl you didn't handle it as maturely as dr pepper <laughs> she was like so oh, dr pepper it? really enjoys going through people's underwear oh that's drawers. her thrill that is a yeah. highlight of her her whole she week. loves that yeah like it's every up. time like oh this is a g-string <laughs> what covering i don't understand <laughs> like yeah it's it's fun um how do you two feel about that snooping? I think I'm trying to think about like when Agu and I were first dating and like, I remember going over to your place for the first time, hun, I was like very interested in how you had everything set up. And that's when you were still like doing your business full time. And so it was very cool to see like how you live, like what your immediate space looks like. But like I did, I wasn't going to go through drawers and stuff. Like I was definitely going to like look around with my hands in my pockets and see like what's on the walls and like, you know, what books are out and stuff like that. But like, I'm not going to go digging through your shit. Like to me, that's like a big invasion of privacy. Mm-hmm. But like, I also had like sisters and always felt like my privacy was being invaded. <laughs> so like, privacy. yeah, I was like, I'm not about to do this to someone else. Like, I don't like mm-hmm. that at all. So like, I, I don't think it's cool. I think the only way that it is okay is if they had both like talked about it somehow like hey I, I really want to get to know you like it would it be weird if I looked around and like kind of peeked around and if they were okay with it then like fucking go ahead but I don't get the sense they had that discussion at all so it was just kind of bold like all right I'm gonna snoop through your shit <laughs> like <laughs> yeah they're still kind of new to you like that's a that's kind of a lot yeah yeah definitely I think um, I personally wouldn't want to do that mostly because if I don't want to find something that I like, it's going to be a weird, awkward conversation, you know, like, why do you have a half dead rat in your refrigerator or something? Like, I just, I feel I'm trying to think of the worst possible thing that if I found it, that would terrify me. Um, have you ever stopped at someone's place? I mean, I don't know. Probably not. Like when I'm staying with friends and things like that, I'm probably, I'm there for a reason. Like I'm there for a party or something. I'm not. And then afterwards I'm hungover and tired. So I don't feel like snooping. So I don't know. You don't have that (laughs) curiosity. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, No, not really. Have you ever snooped, snooped Mabel? 
No, I more so approach it the way I, you know, approach it as I'm getting to know the person, right? Like you, you had a really good analogy with, you know, hands in your pockets walking around when you first go. And then as you start to get to know the person more, all right, now I'll start opening yeah. the doors. Because yeah. now I've approached, you know, at least you as a person enough to know that I may know some things in the drawer. I may not know some things in the drawer, but I'm definitely not completely clueless as who you are as a person, but I'm going through your underwear drawer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's where all the good stuff's going to be anyways <laughs> seriously uh, all the toys <laughs> i mean at this point people hide it in other closets right like that's <laughs> such the thing you, would... Wait, you said you haven't seen <laughs> yeah, i don't <laughs> look we live together now that's mine is yours <laughs> yeah yeah like the first time going to a person's place that's always such a nervous weird time anyway um yeah so and i i do get it like you do learn a lot about the person with just the way their their place is set up so i get the instinct and i know mika and michael also kind of had that as well of him kind of going through all her stuff and she was uh perplexed by that so um but like yeah i get the i get the instinct but no Mm-hmm. It, I would myself do it. Like it, we've seen this in past seasons where uh, folks are real excited to like go looking around and like a little call back to Keith and Iris. Uh, she found something in his side drawer, which was like very benign, but she took very seriously, which is just some condoms or like an empty condom package. And so like that became this whole thing for them. So it's like, if you're going to snoop, you have to be prepared for whatever exactly. you're going to find. It's like if you read someone's diary, you can't be upset when they wrote something mean about you in there because that was private. Like that's mm-hmm. just their inner thoughts like that they documented somewhere, you know? So like yeah. you have to take that a little on yourself. Like, okay, I mean, you might find something I don't like. They could have wrote nice things about me, okay? Like, <laughs> what if are you reading my diary? <laughs> if they're nice, they would have with your face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come at me direct, come on. <laughs> Yeah. All right, enough of this. I kind of want to get to the real combo with them because, eh. So apparently we find out that um, Jessica is making significantly more money than Austin, mm-hmm. which uh, Pastor Cow doing his favorite Let's Talk Money and Kids uh, segment. He loves doing that to all the different couples. Uh, but that came up, and um, I think that's pretty interesting, especially since we have two different couples where there's a big difference in earnings. So Mika and Michael, um, it looks like with his new job, he's making significantly more than he was before, and he's making more than her. And on the other side, we have Jessica and Austin. Um, so I wanted to get your opinions on, um, A, how you think it's going to affect them, uh, the, the two different relationships. Um, and also, is it something that should be a focus? Uh, Mabel. I think that's interesting because they're different salaries, the different gender in this circumstance is mm-hmm. making more, which the norm is more often for the man to make more than the woman. And yeah, you're seeing that with Meek and Michael. But focusing on Jessica and Austin, it was almost a note in her voice to say, yeah, it's fine. Any girl that says, yeah, it's fine. Like there's more to that. Come on <laughs> no, no, that's good. Yeah, no, it's-, it's fine. How's your day? It was fine. 
<laughs> no, I'm fine. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I told you I'm fine. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> so um, I, I think, so I, I don't though discount her saying that he, you know, recognizes that it's an inconvenience now. This is something later on. We may become a problem. Hey, she's saying that this is could be only temporary. And to that respect, I, you know, don't want her to be like, oh my God, today, the day I met you, you're not making three times as me. Like, who are you? Are you a man? Like that kind of stuff. So <laughs> are you even a man? Come on, let's measure it. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. She's just like, listen, this is the circumstance I'm given. Let's move on with that and, you know, take it at face value. So I though do appreciate that she's like, you know what? It is what it is. But at the end of the day, like, come on now. It's like, we're in the 21st century. We are talking about 50-50 gender roles, even if you're not part of that relationship or believe that. It doesn't really, you know, matter if you're relatively both making the amount you want. This is just my personal opinion now. If If you're happy with how much you're making, if you're able to afford the lifestyle you want to, if you have that discretionary spending you want to, mm-hmm. you know, I can understand how it's inconvenient to have one person making more than the other. If you live according to that person's standards, yeah, that's, that's right. Um, but at the end of the day, like you gotta, you know, think about it from the relationship. Yeah, definitely. I think you make a lot of good points. I think that the, when we talk about money, like it becomes very tied into ego of like, oh, I am worth this much. And Mm -hmm. like when we have a salary amount attached to that, it's like the most straightforward way that we can judge people. And I think the best way to approach it when you have um, a partner is to look at it as what is our household income? So what are we both making? What's that final number? That's us. That's us as a team. That's what we have. And as much as you can, like just taking that like personal value out of it because I mean, you can be working in a job and be underpaid or you could be still in school or whatever, or like just kind of in the part of your career path where you're not making that money yet, but like obviously you want to and you're doing what you can to get there. But like with them, it definitely, like her fine definitely had a lot of uh, (laughs) meaning behind that. I heard like the fine and then it was just like, there was a pause and I was like, oh, that's not okay. (laughs) And I think, and he looked down, like he looked like, he was kind of ashamed and embarrassed. And I I think with them too, um, she kind of has this habit of negging him. And I think in her mind, like that's the way she shows affection because it feels like kind of safe. But you also have to include like genuine nice things that you're saying to the person. Um, or he has to like neg back and like have that be like the way they banter, but that's not always how it works. And so I think this is one of those things where like, he's going to take this a little personally. And like, I, I worry about that because I don't, it doesn't seem like they're really fully addressing it. No, not at all. Which do you, are you worried enough to think that they're not going to stay together or is it just no. like you think? No, I think, I think they have a, solid enough foundation for now. And like, they both like, if this is kind of the first major thing we've seen with them. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I, I don't think it's something that they can't get past, but I could see it being, I wish that they would talk more openly with each other about it. Cause like that, that way that they're not addressing it is the problem. And especially when she's, you know, saying things like, oh, I'm sure it'll change later. He can pick up more of the, you know, household responsibility now. Like there's, 
the word patience I hear in there. And we need to know when her patience is going to run out. When does she, is it, is it eight weeks on the road? Is it decision day? Or is it like six years down the road where it's like, wow, I'm still making way more than you. This is a problem. Or does it really turn out to be 10 years down the road? She still is okay with it because they're happy and they're able to live the lifestyle they want. Mm -hmm. I think that's something that we haven't really heard from them as a couple is what does that mean? Is it okay now? Will it still be okay later? Will it ever not be okay? Right, right. And I think too, like when we're talking about salaries, and this is something like I'm relearning right now, is how much you're making on an annual basis, you know, if that's your salary, and like, hopefully you have benefits with that and everything, like the whole value that you're getting from like your relationship with your employer, isn't just down to that money amount. Like there's Mm -hmm. also, do you have a really long commute? Do you have uh, a good work environment? Do you have a supportive manager? Do you, um, you know, get to get home on time to have dinner with your family? Like all these other different things that impact how we feel and how we live. And so maybe, yeah, maybe he's not making as much now, but like maybe that uh, like whatever the situation, there's also benefits to that for now until he does move into Mm -hmm. something that's a little bit higher earning. Mm -hmm. So it's like not only looking at that thing, like there's a whole picture. Which I think could also play into how she sees. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's, I find it interesting though, that. So the few times uh, I've seen this on reality shows when the, uh, so when one partner is making more than the other, it's handled very differently if it's a guy versus if it's a girl. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think the reality is we still have a lot of leftover tradition and viewpoints when it comes to that. And, um, and and it's funny, like you mentioned the whole, like, like more often than not, the guy has more money is making more, but I don't even know if that's necessarily going to be true as much. I mean, the type of economy that we have now, you tend to earn more with a college degree. More women are graduating than men. Mm-hmm. And it has been that way for a very long time. Like at a certain point, I think this is going to be a lot more common where I know just personally with uh, like coworkers or just friends, I know a lot of people who like they're making good money, but their wives are making more or their partners making more. Um, and I think that's where it gets so like it's different for each couple, but I definitely see that being, I could see it being a problem. Like even when he mentioned like, Oh, uh, I want us to both pay equal amounts. Um, even though she's making more, if she's making more, you're not paying equal amounts. Like <laughs> whatever you pay is coming from a smaller base, you know? But like, it's like, like the, that guy, like that patriarchal, like, I get it. I personally would say the same thing. I would do the same thing. And it's hard to, because uh, parts of it feel like, okay, you're not doing your job as the quote unquote guy in the relationship. So you feel the urge to want to do that. And he keeps on mentioning like, oh, this is not where I see myself. I don't know about you, but I don't know any person who isn't making, who doesn't feel that way. Like, yeah. <laughs> like everyone feels like they're going to have more money or find the right career in the future. 
And statistically speaking, not met many people do. <laughs> um, so like you said, it, it's they're going to have to be okay with the fact of she's probably going to make more than him for the ongoing future. Like unless he makes a huge career change, she's in a career that's wanted, like nursing, that a high, uh, yeah, a career that is a uh, high want, I guess, or there's a lot of openings for that. And he's in something that's good, but it's not nearly as much earning power. So. I don't really see that changing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And it's weird to me. Like, it's interesting that he went straight into like trying to do more things around the house as if like, well, if I'm not making money, I need to be the stay at home husband. And um, I think that's like, there's plenty of people who are doing that and that's really good, but I want like, hopefully he's coming to that conclusion on his own. And he's not doing that because he feels as if, he's not bringing something you're, to the table. You're cutting in and out a little bit. Oh, oh, gotcha. The only thing I wanted to add with Justin is that for, it sounded like for him, he's working in more of a startup culture, which is very up and down. And that very well could, you know, skyrocket. And that could be his goal too. Hey, he wants to see this through or he wants to get startup experience to go to corporate later. Who knows? But it sounds like, this could be a very up and down situation for him that sounds temporary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, I just think everyone's going to have those ups and downs in their careers. And this just, it's just going to take some time. And so like to not, to not jump to any judgments about that, not have it mean anything. And uh, I think they'll be okay though. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same. And like with them, like you said, like the foundation is seems so strong and, yeah, I, I don't, I think they'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. So I was going to ask you guys, do you think that they're going to last based on what we've seen? I think so. It sounds like, even though she it seems a little extra naggy lately, she has these kind of quirks about her sometimes. He's just like, hey, this is just another part of her. I'm willing to take it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they seem very easy, very smooth, very, uh, yeah, doesn't seem like a lot of work, their relationship, compared to the other ones that we have to talk about later. Um, I am curious to see, though, because it feels like they're in the honeymoon stage, pretty hardcore here, which is good. But I'm interested to see how that changes once they're together for a few weeks. If, you know, you mentioned the whole patience thing, if... um, and I know they're working different shifts in terms of jobs, so they're not seeing each other as much as they probably would like. I, I'm curious to see if that leads to more issues. But, mm-hmm. I mean, overall, if I had to guess a couple that's making it, it's probably them at this right. point. Yeah. 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 I I think these are kind of things to keep an eye on, but I don't think it's going to necessarily break them. So I'm still team Justin. Justin. Just, Justin. Justin. <laughs> I like it. All right. All right. So if you're watching this on uh, YouTube or just anywhere in the interwebs, we did a brief cut. Um, Just take a little break. So um, if we look different, that's why. Um, All right. So we're doing. Should I have my jacket back on? (laughs) 
<laughs> I put this on. I got cold. Yeah. Fuck it up. You're, you've been swearing a lot this episode. Sorry. <laughs> I'm really excited. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. All right. I mean, it's the real couples now. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. The real tea, real tea. All right. So we're talking about Mika and Michael, uh, hashtag Eminem. And um, for a couple that has a lot of drama typically in the show, I, these two episodes were pretty good. I I felt like they're doing a great job. They had some witty banter, had you know conversations about seasoning for some reason, for like for like it felt like 20 minutes of just talking about seasoning. He's going to make spaghetti. He needs his seasoning. That was funny. I like that she called him out for that. He's like, I got to have my seasoning. She's like, you cook one dish. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. How do you feel about uh, Eminem, uh, Ashley? Well, I feel like now that they've kind of, calm down a little bit and are a little bit more relaxed. We're seeing them uh, get to know each other more. Or they're more jokey. They're hanging out. Like the vibe is much more relaxed <laughs> than what we saw in the very beginning. Like they obviously had a pretty rough start. Um, but yeah, like them going into each other's spaces and like they're, they're both snooping around. She's giving him a hard time because he doesn't use his cupboard space. <laughs> he's got the spatula ready in the pan. Look, he's a man of efficiency. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Like, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that means it's that's what he's going for, apparently. Um, so yeah, I feel like they're in a much better place now. We're seeing him, um, both of them really being more vulnerable and just kind of really speaking from the heart about what, what's happening inside right now, you know, and like that's that's really all that everybody needs to do in these situations is just like, how am I feeling right now? And how do I tell you that? And then how do you feel? And you tell me that, and we're going to move forward together. You know, it's like now that they're doing that and like, he even like broke down and cried in front of her, which like, I'm sure was like a really hard to do and like really scary, but she, you know, she was there, she comforted him and that seemed to bring them closer together. So I feel like they're kind of turning a corner here. Like, I think there's still some, communication uh, challenges they might have just with how they both approach like conflict. But I think this is a really good bonding moment that is going to help them start to build that strong foundation. I feel like put, turning a corner is a really good way to put it. They seem to me like the couple that finally now is really putting their genuine face on and focusing first on the relationship. And in this, you know, it, yes, it took Michael crying to see that new side of him, but I think they are turning a corner. In the beginning of episode seven, she did want to bring up the expectation talk again, which we still don't know exactly what was said, but there comes a point where even if he said what he said, if you think you want to try to make this work, you have to start letting it go. And I think in the beginning of episode seven, she started to do that. She started to realize that, look, it already happened. I can't do anything about it. I have to move forward now and see what can happen. And so I, even though I, I feel like it was awkward a little bit when they were in each other's space because they were almost like walking on eggshells around each other. And I was like, mm. you're just doing a whole lot right now. <laughs> There's a, yeah. But like they're, while they are warming up, like kind of being more jokey and stuff, like physically they are pretty 
neutral towards each other. It's almost like the way that you would like navigate around a coworker when you're like trying to get to the coffee maker. Like, oh, excuse me. And you're like, you know, being like really respectful of personal space. Like there's no like touching on the arm. There's no like <laughs> nothing, at least that we're seeing. So like mm-hmm. hopefully they're warming up. Like we're going to get more of that. We're like just the small stuff. That's what just this throw those little seeds out there and you know, like all those things start to grow and then it, that'll build momentum, but we're, we're just in the beginning. So maybe that's just not happening yet. Yeah. I recently saw, this is going to be weird. I recently saw a meme about uh, African parents where they're like, you never see them doing PDA, but they keep on having kids. It's like, Like, we know that they like each other. We just can't see it. But we keep on seeing these kids. So they're, uh, yeah, so I get that. <laughs> so I'm, I'm getting that with them for sure, where it's like, they're not really touchy-feely with each other, at least on camera. But it seems like they're getting closer. It seems like they're building a rapport. They're, they've got their little inside jokes, which is great. Um and actually, the uh, what was it? This episode nine, right? That, episode seven or eight. Sorry, sorry. Episode eight. When um, so episode eight, when the ladies were having a picnic, I was so amazed by like the advice that she was giving. It was really good, solid advice, and she was really uh, like, it was just. I was very happy to see that. You know, she was kind of looking out for everyone. And they were all happy to hear how their Mika and Michael are doing better. And it was just, they have done a great turnaround. And um, kudos to Michael. Uh, he was able to open up and and uh, share his, his feelings and his tears. And uh, <clears throat> she was able to, you know, take that on a, on a good note. And yeah, I, I'm really, really, really uh, impressed by them mm-hmm. so far. Um, slightly off topic, but still the episode eight. Um, I loved their family get together. That was really good. That was um, awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they just, they had a great rapport. It was fun. Like it just, it felt like that is a real couple hanging yeah. out with yeah. their family. And the game that they were playing where it was like, guess if this thing, like what of these things is true about the, you know, the other person and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. like uh, everything about it. It just seemed like everyone was really relaxed and being really supportive. And like, he had that moment with her mom where he's asking for advice and like still, you know, building that bond with her too. Cause that's important. Like building those relationships with your person's family and being intentional about that. And mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just, I'm so proud of them. Cause now that they're calming down a little bit, like we don't like before all we saw was them in their most stressed out state you know, like since they got married and now that they're like able to come down from that a little bit, we actually see their personalities and we actually see what they're like when they're just hanging out. And it's beautiful. They're, they're wonderful people. Obviously they were, you know, matched for so many reasons and I'm hoping they can just Mm -hmm. kind of lean into this part and continue spending time together. Just keep it really low key and chill and just, just hang out and like, they will be fine if they keep doing that. I feel like they're for the first time in possibly this whole season right now, they're on the same page. They're like, look, we've been through some tough times in this relationship, but let's come together now. And 
Even if that means taking a step back, let's take that step back together. And that could be symbolic of them putting their rings on. Mm. I just thought that it really showed that they're right now at the same page. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think about the rings thing? Like, it seemed like this really big deal. Like she had a lot of questions about like why he wasn't wearing it still and all this stuff. And they, they ended up like putting it back on together and we're just like, okay, now we're committed again. And like, this is official, you know, like, I don't know. What do you think? Um, I don't get why he's finding it such a big deal. I don't get it. Like I, if she wants you to wear the ring, wear the ring. And <laughs> I wish I had more insight. I just don't understand why it's such a big deal for him. Yeah. But I'm glad that they're both able to wear it now. And we had the whole music crescendo. going on. <laughs> you love the editing. I think, I mean, Hey, if, if it's important to them, sure. It was symbolic of them coming together. And I think it really did actually play out through the rest of episodes seven and eight to actually have that symbolization play together, them starting over. Um, and so I guess for them, it's important for me. I wouldn't really find that important because it's really just a ring. You've already made the commitment to one another and by all means, wear it, you know, be excited about it. I just think it was a, made a bigger situation than it needed to be. But hey, maybe for them, it's a big situation. Clearly it is. Yeah, they have more meaning, I think, as, ascribed to those. Where like, he he was like, well, I feel like I'm failing in this marriage. So like, it's like, I don't deserve to wear this. And so I think they have this really strong connection with like, the object to the process. And so I, I guess I I can kind of understand why it's such a big deal. But I don't know. Like you guys are saying, like at the same time, it's it's just an object. It's like you're you are still married, you are still putting in the effort. So like it it seemed like there was a lot of focus on that. And that was like really upsetting her. And I was mm -hmm. just curious, like what's right. going on. Which I mean, the actions of being committed to one another should be first and the ring should be second. But it felt like they were giving the ring more importance yeah. than yeah. the actual actions. Like, oh, the ring down, so obviously you're committed. Like, wait a second. <laughs> It's like he forgot to put his ring on that morning and she's like, you're having an affair. <laughs> <laughs> Out here in these. Oh, is she? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a great way of, see, I would, that's a great way of vocalizing that. Cause I didn't know I had that feeling, but yeah, that sums it up perfectly of like, they're putting more effort on the ring than actual commitment. Um, we kind of touched upon this a little earlier and I know a lot of things are coming together that they're doing well. But part of me thinks it's very helpful when you find out that he's making like double what he was making before. <laughs> it's a lot easier to have this. You're like, oh, he's all right. He's doing he's doing okay financially. He's feeling himself. He's feeling himself. Yeah, like <laughs> good for like, him. Get that money. Yeah. Get that promotion. Yeah. Go. Mm -hmm. I also I love when they talked about. Um, I think it was when Pastor Cal was visiting, and he's like, "Have you all talked about like kids and family and stuff?" And they said. I think it was like two to three kids in two to three years. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. She's like, yeah, I got to fit in a standard size car. Like that was her reasoning <laughs> of the whole family. <laughs> I like that. Hey, those are real things. That's so practical. I just, I appreciated that so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Also like just her face when he, like, I just, I, she's hilarious. Like her face when he was trying to have the whole thing about, was it spices or something? And she'd like, oh, I'm sorry, the spatula. 
thing. Like I, that was so great. She just could not understand it. She's like, "What? No, you have you have drawers. Why? Why would you? You could you could." She's clearly the type of person that just doesn't understand anything that's different from her. She's like, "Wait, I use all my cabinets. Why wouldn't you use all your cabinets?" The spice store they were in. I'm like, "Girl, how about you just like take two seconds and realize the person is not you, and clearly may have a different way of being." Sometimes, oh my gosh, it's you also, just couldn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I just thought it was funny. I just thought it was really funny because, like, her face it being so perplexed was it was wonderful. It was just like what, huh? I, to me, it's kind of like that guy logic of like, well, I always use the pan here, and I always need a spatula, so why would I put it somewhere else? Because this is where I use it. Like I'm being efficient. That's a good thing. Saving yeah. time. I'm a busy clearly, you never need a spatula for anything else besides a pan. <laughs> of course not. Never. It's not gonna get like dusty sitting out all day. <laughs> like it's fine. <laughs> He's efficient. <laughs> He's efficient. <laughs> That's the spices. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We are clearly tired. <laughs> I mean, right. it's good. Like, I, I appreciate that we don't have anything crazy to talk about with them. I'm just like, yeah, this is awesome. You guys yeah, are doing great. They're, they're good. The money's, glad, yeah. money's good. Relationship is good. Like, yeah, do your thing. Mm-hmm. Do your thing. I'm hoping this is the beginning of the up and up for them. Hey, they had a really rough past. They are now at a fresh start. Both of them are at this fresh start together. And they have this really awesome thing that he just got a promotion. So please own this and keep momentum moving forward. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys think? Do you think they're going to last? And I'll remind you that last week we all said no. I think for the sake of their turnaround, I'm back to a yes. Okay. Magoo? Oh, I'm, I'm consistent with my no. But I, <laughs> I, but I wish I'm the sweet. Like I want them to work. I really do. I'm sounding like a Southern grandma again, but I really Bless want them to work. Bless her heart. Bless her heart. She's just a hoe. Sorry. <laughs> Random conversation wow. I had with, had with my grandma at one point. Okay. So I I think they're doing great and they're really putting in the work. And I, I really hope like if we get two more episodes of this, I will probably switch around, but mm-hmm. for now I'll still say no. Mm, I'm, I think I'm going to switch with Mabel and say, yes, um, I think this is a good sign because they're finally starting to build this foundation. So I'm hoping they can just keep it up. Yeah. They're like the slow, the slow fire. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a slow fire. burn. It's a I mean, they had quite a big burn, but now it's starting to <laughs> come back down again. <laughs> true. This, this is, is true. a good slow burn. They've actually dropped too much <laughs> oil on it. Oh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Like there's an oil fire and they're like trying to put water on it, making it worse, like a grease fire. It's like, no, no, no. I'm like, no, but you said this. Admit it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, anyways. All right. So on to final couple of the evening. That's for last. Oh boy. Raymond and Taylor. What do we do with these two? I don't know what like what to think anymore because you have brandon meeting an all-time low of his character on this show like why are you cussing everybody out putting your hand on the you know camera guy's face and not apologizing to anybody but maybe yes you want to say 
Brandon be a new, better Brandon. But then, you know, have this kind of persona about yourself that you just want to ignore majority of what happened. It just seems like there's a lot of missing pieces there from him. And this is one thing I wanted to note about him. Going back to that he has yet to really sink into who he is as a person and not act according to how he truly is, he gets this uptick in his voice when he wants to put on a show and be the, oh, I am so cool. I am so awesome. Oh, you definitely like me. Dude, you're awkward. Accept it and embrace who you are as a person. I don't know what show you're putting on for whom, but no one's following along because you want to act like this super cool, chill guy everybody loves. And as soon as reality hits, you are crash and burn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't like how his instinct, because she said when they landed in DC, he just like bolted. And he, because he didn't stay in like the apartment at first, right? No. 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 So like, so like his instinct when he gets overwhelmed, whatever, She's not even part of the equation in his mind. It's only Brandon. Team Brandon. It's team Brandon forever. And I think that is the biggest red flag I could possibly see here. Because if if he acknowledges at some point that like, hey, this uh, the way I react to stress and all this stuff is really unhealthy and it's really harmful to the people around me and I want to work on this the number one thing you have to do while you're working on it for yourself is to communicate to the people around you when you need some time and when you're going to check back in again and make sure that they understand what's happening so that you can go take the time to get yourself back in order. Like it is unacceptable to just go and not say anything like that. To me, that's like, almost unforgivable, <laughs> unforgivable to just completely ignore her, disregard her feelings, like not even worry about if she's okay. Like maybe it, like maybe she felt a little nervous, like staying in this new place by herself for the first night. Like he didn't even think about that. He was so in his own world. He couldn't even like get out of that fog. It was team Brandon and that was it. And like, that was really messed up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't really add anything. You guys have kind of touched upon all the points there. I, I do. I found it pretty interesting that he left his passport and his like information in the hotel room. I'm like, where do you think you're going without your passport? Like, uh, yeah, you didn't really think that through, but that, I mean, that kind of further proves that he wasn't necessarily thinking in that point. Um, yeah. I, I think I think he messed up. Um, I have a feeling I'm going to be on the opposite side of this one. I, I think he messed up and he seems to be trying to make it better. Um, unfortunately, I don't think everyone else is able to forgive him. It seems like no. it's there is, there's that scene where he and um, Brittany are talking. Taylor. And, Sorry, he and Taylor are talking and she keeps on bringing it up and he's being nice and calm and just, he's like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I thought we're done. And then she keeps on bringing it up again. And when they were with the friends 
they were going in on him. They were rattling that off. Fired. Shots everywhere. And some of the so good, defend your girl, look out for your girl. I get that. But even the, some of the arguments, like the guy, he was like, yeah, I know you apologize, but you still did it. That's why I apologize. Like, what Like, what does that even mean? Like, okay. <laughs> um, so they're just throwing out shots, throw out shots. Um, but I love that his aunt came in and Defend- uh, mm-hmm. defended him. And uh, Taylor did that too. And actually, I think that really helped him. Like, he needed that. He needed someone yeah. to kind of look out and um so yeah it's it's (laughs) it's very interesting and frustrating watching them the only thing to me that i want to also push back about her was that first of all if you really did go and tell your friends to go easy on him why as soon as you saw them attack him did you not actually follow through with what you said because you, exactly what you said earlier, Ashley, like, I mean, that's what I meant. That's that's what I wanted to say. That's exactly how she handled it. She was like, basically, oh, yes, please attack him because I wanted to. And now I need you to do it for me. Mm-hmm. She jumped in later on to defend him. But you could tell she had no attempt or even a thought to try to jump in when he was being attacked by her friends. When she specifically said, don't attack him. This is not a moment to, you know, bring up all this frustration, you know everything else in the other. However, also when she keeps bringing up those points, I'm starting to get the feeling that she views his relationship as all his fault. He is the one to have to fix this. And he's the one with the problem. I'm just going to kind of kick back throw my feet up. And when he wants to fix this, cool. We'll be, and to an extent, yes. I mean, a lot of these issues have been on him, but at what point does that shift to this is a you know no longer a partnership this is just a you mm-hmm. yeah i i love that you you brought that up because this feels this feels like you know when you're you're driving school they kind of teach you to look around and always be observant even if you have the right away you could still if someone isn't following the rules you'll still get hit right so like being right isn't always the right that doesn't matter sometimes. Mm-hmm. And especially in a relationship, the way like she, she constantly says it, it's like, as long as he continues to show he's the good Brandon, sweet Brandon, mm-hmm. like, it feels as if she's kind of checked out and she's like, Hey, you got to make me like you. And I, I get, I get why she feels that way. I'm not saying that that's wrong, mm-hmm. but he's not going to be able to live up to that. So they are screwed in terms of, yeah. In my opinion, long term, there is no way they're making it yeah. because she is basically like he's going to have to. The only way they would work out is if he constantly takes her out to like Bora Bora and like amazing places and is like has a bouquet of roses. At her. Like he's going to have to go Disney Prince level of yeah. over the top. Yeah. In her she back. specifically said, she specifically said, keep being normal, likable Brandon. She she literally is expecting him to be perfect now. It's like, oh, now there's a mark against you. Like, okay, just don't fuck up again, else bye. Like, and that is such a problematic thing to have. Like, that's, I was reading this thing about, like, 
couples who um, experience like infidelity and they're still trying to like work through it and everything. And literally the only way for the relationship to be repaired enough for them to continue is for both parties to acknowledge and accept straight up this thing happened. And yep, we completely own up to it. And like, there was one person who stepped out, but there was also problems in the relationship. And, you know, the other person can take responsibility for some of their actions that were part of the problem. And so own, own up to your shit, and then move on. So if you keep calling back to that as like, well, you messed up this one time and, you know, now, mm, I don't know, like that's, that's not even, now there's like a power dynamic where it's like, she can always hold that over him. And so now he has no room to relax a little bit and actually show us who Brandon is. Cause we clearly haven't seen that yet. And I think he is like starting to check out. Like we heard when he was like giving the tour of their place and he was showing everyone his room, he would like mention like, there's my Xbox that I play on all the time. And I was like, Oh, like, are you trying to spend time with her? Like, are you putting in the effort or are you just distracting yourself because you're so uncomfortable in this whole situation? Y'all aren't like staying in the same room. Like, like this is the time to remove all your distractions and just be with each other. And like that, kind of stood out to me as like are we even like close to being on the same page because it seems like she's not letting it go that this stuff happened he doesn't want to keep talking about it and like where do you even go from there yeah where do you and the it's it's funny you mentioned that tour he also had the whole dog humping his leg situation and that was hilarious. She's like, well, he's the dog is showing his dominance, dominance, so he needs to step up and be a man. I was just like, that's that's funny. That's very funny. It's Took problematic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny. Um, yeah, so, I... I wanted to hear your thoughts because it... Do we think that Brandon is being sincere? So he talked about, you know, apologizing when Pastor Cow was there. He brought this okay of flowers i'm like dude it's like, so awkward it was super awkward even pastor Kyle was like what, what are you doing what is that he took um, his off again he, he did one of okay. these the... <laughs> hold the bridge of your nose and shake your head we got i gotta i want to bring that up later yeah so do you feel like this new branding you know coming around apologizing he recognizes he was a jerk and you know that was out of character do we think this new sincere brandon is real I think it's all like, (laughs) I think people are looking at it as like, oh, you, you got stressed out and had a temper tantrum. Well, just don't do that again. The problem is that he, when he gets stressed out, that's the way he reacts to things. We saw that several times Mm -hmm. when she woke up with the camera in his face, when he was feeling like production was playing him for whatever reason. Uh, Stress is always going to, stressors are always going to be in life. Like, that's just natural. <laughs> you can't avoid that. So like, he's going to have this response again, because he doesn't have like his tool set right now is I'm uncomfortable. I leave and I look out for myself. He needs a new set of tools to say, okay, first I need to communicate what's happening. And then I need to remove myself from a situation, but I need to come <laughs> back. <laughs> That's the third thing. <laughs> he doesn't have those tools yet. He doesn't have a plan. And so it's like, 
it, playing the same scenario with without changing any variable. And it's like that thing's going to come up again. This is going to happen again. I guarantee it. We're going to see this happen again, where something stresses him out. She says or does something that he doesn't like, or just something else happens. He's going to peace out. She's going to get so frustrated that like, I thought the new Brandon was back. There is no new and old Brandon. This is just, this is just Brandon and how he handles situations. Like it's to me, it's like so naive to be like, Oh, it's like the, you know, like the, um, like there's this good and bad side to everybody. And it's just like, you know, making sure that you're, you're being the good person as much as possible. It's like, we're all complex people. That's just how he handles those situations straight up. So like, you can't just, it's like telling a depressed person to stop being depressed. Like they have to, they have to climb out of that awful hole (laughs) through a bunch of other things. Like if it was as simple as that, then they wouldn't have depression. You know, it's just so naive to to think that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just stop being sad. That's it. That's all you have to do. It's like, well, you clearly don't understand this. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. that's kind of what Taylor said. Stop being anxious. She literally did. Like, and, I, mm-hmm. and that to me, so that's also something I wanted to ask about um, from these two episodes. Do you think that from outside perspective, obviously, I think that Brandon in his own eyes is trying to be this better version of Brandon without actually knowing how. Taylor is trying to be supportive without always really trying to know how. Um, do you think that Taylor is truly being supportive of Brandon? Nope. No, I don't think she's trying to understand where he's coming from at all. She's seeing how did you affect me? Not what were you going through that made you act that way? Yeah. Also, she just feels like we've seen this in previous seasons where the person has already checked out. And they're just, they're in it, they're they're willing to go through this to give the other person benefit, benefit of the doubt, but they're out. Like, she, I think she knows already that she's going to say no when it's uh, time for her to make a decision. She knows that already. So all this other stuff we're doing now, it's just, we're, we're just dancing around something that we already know. And she feels... Like, it feels like she is, this is going to be a little problematic, but I, I feel like she thinks, hey, I'm better than this. You know, like, I think she's viewing this as like, I'm better than you. Like, I, I'm i out of your league. Or like, I'm being stuff. the good one. It's exactly yeah, what I think. You know, it, it's, it's a little bit of that. It's the, you know, like, <laughs> you should be, I'm out of your league. You messed up. You need to try to get me or we're done and that's that's unfortunate it is it is and i don't i don't necessarily blame her because that's a hard they're still getting to know each other that's very uh for him to have that whole reaction that's not a great way to start a relationship so i definitely understand that but i mean like let's we know how her friends feel so they're constantly telling her this guy's no good for you why are you staying with him um you know, it's just, it's, what's the point? I, at this point, <laughs> I kind of wish they just, like, why are we even watching them? Like, it's just, we know this isn't going to work. Mm-hmm. I think for, yeah. so something we probably have seen since the beginning with Taylor is that she is a very confident woman. Hey, and I am happy for you. Please be happy in who you are as a person. Of course. I think the difference is here is that she is almost projecting that in this relationship to say, 
I know I'm amazing. You need to be telling me that and, and you need to recognize that and you need to be treating me according to that. And so she needs someone who is equally as confident, encourages her, um, you know, her sense of, you know, I'm amazing, which I, you know, hey, your partner should also be a cheerleader for you. But in this case, Taylor, I think, is taking it to the level of, I, to your point, Ogu, I'm out of your league and you need to figure out how to catch up to this, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we, I, you see it in like a different, all, all types of relationships where if there's like one person who is a celebrity or making a significant amount of money, significantly more money than the other person, it's just, it, there's that unequal dynamic to the relationship and, um, while they do have similar careers, I think the fact that like, that's not her main thing and that's his main job mm-hmm. is a problem. Um, I just, I, I don't know if the judges, the experts did a great job with this pairing. Yeah. I just like, we kind of, we all know she's She's on, she's damn near perfect on paper. You know, like we know this, she knows this, everybody knows this. You got to be matching her with someone who is. On paper, just as good. Mm-hmm. Just as good. Think, but There's, the experts here, I think what happened is that they fell into his, you know, uptick at the end of this voice. I'm able mm-hmm. to portray myself as amazing until they actually put me in a, the hot seat. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, yeah, we talked about that a lot in the beginning yeah. where we were like really impressed by his confidence. And he seemed like, like when he met the other um, at the time bachelors <laughs> who, you know, where they're all getting a drink or whatever. And, um, you know, it seemed like everyone was kind of like nervous and it's just like tense and he was just real chill and like all this stuff. And we didn't see his anxiety and stress come out until later And we had, we had talked about like, we hope that that confidence is rooted in something very real that he knows himself and he's confident and he just, this is who I am. And this is what I'm interested in. I want to find a partner. But I think really the moment that they had their vows and we had like, we got a peek into like his family dynamics and all that stuff. Unfortunately, it doesn't seem like that's so solid. It seems like that's the way he's like kind of putting on that facade for the world because he hasn't had the most supportive environment maybe to like feel that confidence in himself, which is kind of heartbreaking to see play out. Cause it's like that confident Brandon, like that, that also is him, but it's like having a, a roof on an empty house. It's like, yeah, it protects it from the rain, but like, wh- what are we protecting? And you gotta, you gotta fill that up with stuff of who you are. And it's just, I don't know. It, it's, it's hard to see this, this, all of this unravel because I think he has a lot of potential, but I, it doesn't seem like he's at the point in his like personal development journey to be even close to ready for this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a, th- I think that's a thing with guys. I don't, this is going to be a broad generalization, but I think, um, actually it's funny, Justin, <laughs> I keep on calling them Justin. Austin kind of mentioned this on his part when they were talking about relationship uh, kids. And he mentioned, I want to be at a certain point in my career Mm -hmm. before doing that. I think it's very like, there's been times I know just personally where 
uh, I had a person or like I was talking to a person. I just, did, I was like, I can't even entertain the idea of being in a relationship now because I'm still working on my stuff. And I think with Brandon, like if she, if they were connected when he was at a different time period and he was able to go through this and teach himself how to address stress and pressure. And like, if she met him at a different time period, they would be, they would be really perfect. Like they both have the confidence, the swag. It's just the timing is off. Like he's still growing and she's, he's not a fully fledged product yet. And she's going to judge him on that. And that I think they just, they don't have a chance, unfortunately. It's more than Derek and Katie though. I mean, Derek needs yeah. to get to that point of knowing, you know, hey, yeah. she kind of wants you to step up to the plate a little bit and she needs to mm-hmm. express that to him too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we're seeing two couples right now that are at different points. And like, what do you think about that? Because I, I can't help but think about um, when you're just in a relationship with someone, if you're like boyfriend and girlfriend and like kind of that level of commitment if you start to acknowledge that and see that like, okay, we're kind of at different levels where like maybe we are good for each other, but it's like our timing is off a little bit. Like that feels more like, okay, I I don't think I could see this being, you know, my, the person that I marry or or commit to on a further level. But when we're looking at these couples, like they've already made that commitment. So you've already gone through all this stuff. Like, do you, do you stick it out because it's like maybe the timing will eventually work out. You guys will change enough. You'll go through enough things together that you'll get there. Or like, do you give it a time frame? How do you even like start to address that? Cause it's like, they, they are technically the right person. It's just you're like in each other's lives too soon or something, or like it should have happened at a different time. Hmm. Uh, so are we in this situation? Am I, Am I them or am I myself, I guess, is the, the question. Like, would I, so am I Taylor? Yeah. Or like are in that situation, would you be willing to wait for, for Brandon <laughs> to, to grow enough where it felt like you were getting what you needed? Or would you rather just cut your losses and find someone else? Yeah. I mean, if I was Taylor, I would probably cut my losses and try to find someone else. Um, I think uh, for whatever reason, it seems like st- stability and um, security is a bigger focus for women in relationships. And broadly speaking, I'm being super general, but I don't get that feeling of being secure with him like he can't control his emotions he can't like it it just it feels like you're building something on on unsteady ground Mm -hmm. and i think that right there is that's probably the reason why it's so hard for her to go all in and i i get that i i totally understand the reason why i was asking because if it was me and i'm if i was with a person who wasn't secure and they were still growing, I would be okay with that. But I know part of that is just for whatever reason, it's not, it's easier for a guy to be with a girl who maybe doesn't have all her stuff together than it is for a girl to be with a guy <laughs> in that situation. Um, 
So like, yeah, I now would it be a long-term thing? Probably not. But like I would, I've dated people who were still getting to figure out their life. <laughs> um, so I, yeah, I, I get why Taylor's pulling back though. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I'd look at it at the grand scheme of things. For me, it would be so similar to Jessica and Austin. They have talked about right now, he's not the financial situation he wants to be in. But it sounds like they've had conversation for what that looks like. So that makes it feel like it's one, attainable, and two, within a relatively short timeline. And so she is able to be like, okay, thanks for walking me through that. I can see how this will develop. And so that paints a picture for me to be like, am I okay waiting that time horizon? Mm-hmm. Now shift that over to Brandon and Taylor is she willing to wait for him to kind of get there? Well, we don't know what get there looks like, what get there will take, how long it will be. Like, we don't even know if he's thinking about getting there. Mm-hmm. And so right now that's just indefinite. And so that is, are you committing to this person as they are, mm-hmm. who they are? And in every relationship you should be like, you are with that person. Now you are not with that person. You hope to become kind of thing who they it's, current state your relationship and so I think the difference is here is that there's talk of a plan with Justin with Jessica and Austin there is no horizon of even the possibility of him getting there with Taylor and Brandon and so for me I would be like well then no I'm not waiting around because I've already decided what kind of person I want to be with and I've also had this in the past too, where even when I do know what that pl- that time horizon looks like, if it's still too long for me, I'm I'm still out mm-hmm. because I've already, in my mind, recognized how long my patience will last, and if it's within reasonable time, sure. Mm-hmm. Not, no. Yeah, definitely. I've I've had that experience too, where it's like, uh past relationships where there were some things that like weren't okay, but there was like promises of things happening within a certain amount of time. And I I think it goes back to some really good advice that I got, which is what is the relationship like today? And if it continues like that forever, are you okay with it? Exactly. And that's all you, so for me, I've always really needed to be on the same page as someone feel like we're on the same team feel like we're kind of on the same level on a lot of things. And I mean, I it's interesting your point, Agu, about like maybe women are less likely to stay with a guy who's still in that growth process versus a guy being with a girl who's still in that growth process. And I think, I don't know, I'd, I, I'd like to explore that at, at some other time. But like I, I think there's a lot of like different dynamics at play there because like I've – I mean, I'm, I'm bi, like I've dated both men and women. And like, even in like, when I've dated women, there's, I still feel that where I'm like, we need to be on the same level in like, Mm -hmm. at least the major categories for it to feel like we could be a team. Otherwise, like, I don't want to create this weird dynamic that um, it just seems like it's, it's causing more trouble than, than to kind of cut your losses and then find someone who's more you know in the same headspace so mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know it's yeah I, yeah I mean I I think it's it's probably a little by um 
biology related where like, you know, I don't want to sound like uh, Bobby and Danielle, but like, I, I, I think part of it is that a little bit. And um, yeah, like I, or just even the concept of if you're bringing a little human into the world, you want to be secure to raise said little human. Um, so like it, it makes sense. And um, I a hundred percent get it. And it's, it's probably the right way of looking at a relationship, honestly, <laughs> like just because mm-hmm. um, in my opinion, guys are more willing to, to wait with that. That doesn't mean it's the right thing. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Cause, so cause I think like we unfairly look at men in like these heterosexual relationships as like a signal of security and like, well, like obviously I, I want to be an independent woman and take care of my stuff, but I have this like, person to fall back on almost. And that's, that's not a correct way of thinking, but I think some of that comes to play sometimes. Yeah. But like, it's not wrong. The only thing I would push back (laughs) on that is the only thing I would push back on that is to say that women are in society portrayed as expected to be more accepting, more patient, more willing to take whatever happens. And so um, I have seen more often than not, let's take cheating, for example. I have seen more often than not that when a guy cheats, a woman is winning stick around. When a girl cheats, the guy's out the door. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've seen more circumstances that, for me, show if guys got to figure something out or mess some, or messes something up and isn't quite there yet, the woman is more likely to be like, I've already been trained to be in society, nurturer, patient you know supportive to whatever circumstance there is and guys have been like well i know what i want and i know what i you know expect and if it's not there i'm done Mm -hmm. like you're yeah you make a great point with that i guess do you think so i've noticed that as well (laughs) like you know we i think we all have people in our lives who are kind of going through that situation but I've noticed those situations they're in the relationship already. Mm. And then he started to show whatever bad negative side. He's not showing it right off the bat. If that makes any sense. Like it feels like the times I've seen this happen, they've been together for like a year. And then you're like, Oh, there's this massive flaw that I didn't see before. While if it was like visible from the beginning, I wonder if that person would be like, okay, I'm going to see if you can change that. You know, Maybe. like, I wonder mm-hmm. if, if like when <laughs> this red flag happens. Yeah. Yeah. If you build enough of a rapport on other things that how that affects it. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Like if, if Brandon and Taylor were like to kind of go back to what we said before having dates and they were connecting in that aspect and then he did all this stuff. I feel like she'd be a, a lot more forgiving than like, I still think you're awkward. We still haven't had a really solid conversation and you're, you have this uh, issue with the camera crew. It's just, it's too much too soon. It is a lot. <laughs> it is mm-hmm, a lot. Mm-hmm. Which on that thoughts, yes, is a no predictions, Brandon Taylor. Go. Yeah, that's, 
that's not going to happen. <laughs> that's a no for me, dog, to quote. Uh, I knew you were going to say Mr. that. <laughs> I, I like heard it in my head before you said it. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, yeah, it's a no. It's a no for me as well. Um, yeah, he's he's got a lot of work to do. She doesn't seem super on board. Just it's it's sad, but I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Same. I, it's a no for me. She doesn't seem to be supporting a long term relationship with him anymore. Yeah, and he yes has a lot of stuff to work on, and she's not the right guy or not the right girl for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and like I hopefully no one thinks. I'm blaming her because I think she's doing the rational right thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're um, both doing their best. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's just like the pairing and the timing and the combination of their personalities. And I don't know. It's tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we look, we dished a lot. <laughs> there was a, a lot to talk about for these episodes, mm-hmm. seven and eight. Um, yeah. I, uh, I, I'm a little, I wonder what else they could do. Like, it feels like they've they've hit all the drama you could hit. I'm very curious to see. Like, we kind of know everything. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Could be uncovered. Well, I don't I, know. I do want to ask you, though. So, our favorite couples. So, Agu, last time you said that Mindy and Zach was your favorite. Do you want to hold steady with them, or are you switching camps? No, no, no. I'm, I'm ride, or, ride or die. <laughs> I'm a ride or die on this relationship like they're gonna they're going to do this all right all you haters out there you watch you watch when i don't know what their couple name would be maybe zindi when zindi sticks it out and makes this work you'll see all right i think Mark they're, they're word. still my favorite <laughs> okay mabel so last week you were team katie and Derek, right Oh, no. I'm going back to Justin. Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> <Ugh>, no. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I... I think I'm going to hold steady with Jessica and Austin. Um, their awkward energy is carrying them through this. <laughs> they have some stuff that they're going to have to address eventually, but so far, so good. I feel like you guys need to stop doing the easy, safe choice and join me with the Zindi side of the. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. I'm not comfortable with these uh, high risk situations. Yeah, they're just. Oh, I just need to see more commitment from people. So something again to our conversation. Me and Marquise watching this sometimes. It's like people say they want to be married and say they want this happily ever after. Marquise is sometimes like, wait, like, do they actually want to? Like you actually see them be faced with real life situations and they back out in two seconds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Either want this or you don't. <laughs> exactly. You can't be like, you know, Taylor, I only want the likeable brain. <laughs> Come on. As if you can like slice them up like a pizza and only take the half that's got the ham on it and not the pineapple. Hawaiian pizza. Look, I'm not hating on Hawaiian pizza. I like it. I'm- I'll, I'll put it out there. I don't care if I get some haters out there. I like it, okay? <laughs> <laughs>